0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's show has been brought to you by Roberta's Pizza. Roberta'sPizza.com
1: I'm Greg Bresnitz. And I'm Darren Bresnitz. We're the host of Snacky Tunes. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwood, Brooklyn.
0: If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more.
2: In the form of (laughs) salad. We had a salad today. How's the hangover, Judy?
3: It's, I don't know why I craved salad for a hangover. It's so like, weird. There's who, this great pizza. here. I? This
2: Beastmaster. Is this the Beastmaster or the Axel Rosenberg pizza? That's the Axel. Man, it's, um, this is a hangover destroyer. You know what's good for a hangover? Beer
3: in the shower.
2: Also, drinking too much the night before.
3: Mm. <laughs> speaking of oh, drinking. Speaking of
2: drinking. This is the booze cruise. The Jews booze cruise. <laughs> Happy almost Hanukkah, Mike. Well, thank you very much. The Festival of Lights. We're celebrating with a start today. With, with some Hebrew.
3: With some Hebrew and <laughs> a book on drinking, a book on bars.
2: And, and, and another one of our favorite dipsomaniacs, Aaron Fairbanks, executive director of the Heritage <laughs> Radio Network. In other words, our boss.
4: Who's already been up doing yoga this Sunday <laughs> and morning. making
2: charcuterie. And uh, what else have you been up to this morning, Aaron?
4: Just, you know, kicking ass, taking names. Yeah.
2: Aaron, hashtag winning Fairbanks. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but it's
2: um,
3: my second to last show.
2: Oh my god, your penultimate show. Sad face, emoji, sad face, emoji. Sad
3: face. And we have Sean Manning, who just edited this book, Come Here Often. Uh, 53 writers raise a glass to their favorite bar. A
2: book about bars. And I, and I love it. I've been uh, digging into it, and um, I relate.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm just kind of flabbergasted being here right now, because I've previously
1: done shows on NPR, on WNYC, and now to be in the back of Roberta's, <laughs> where there's pizza and booze. <laughs> I, I, and they don't
3: serve in NPR, that shit I, NPR I, I, do they?
1: Do not. No, no. There's no. There's. You get a, You get a glass of water, which is. You know. It's public radio. This is National so. Pizza
2: Radio here. <laughs> and uh, also joining us, of course, is Zach Davis from the Schmaltz Brewing Company, uh, peddling the aforementioned tumbling, I should say, for the aforementioned Hebrew, and he brought a b- menorah made of beer. That's right.
5: <laughs> yeah, preaching the gospel, getting ready for Hanukkah next week.
2: And uh, we're already into the uh, the Messiah Nut Brown Ale, which is very tasty, and a good. it's a good breakfast beer, I find. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, but... <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, where, I not really so, so you, you
2: left it all in the bar last night, huh, McGuire? Well,
3: I went to the Murray Hill Christmas show, which was very festive. And you know, when you're drinking red wine, I had like three red wines and then a beer afterwards. It's just I'm too old for that.
6: You can't mix.
1: You can't drink wine. And Is then that beer? it? Yeah. I think I just shouldn't have yeah. four drinks. Yeah,
3: but <laughs> of, of any persuasion. But
2: I do find that strain running through uh, this book, though, a lot of uh, sort of nostalgia for youth. Yeah, <laughs> um, like you know, haven't been there in twenty years, but man, it was great.
3: <laughs> I I did love that you were also not a Mars bar fan, not at all. Yeah, yeah, and it's I so. I
1: heard I heard you guys talk to Rosie Shap about that uh, on a previous podcast, and I was kind of intrigued by like some people you know swear by it, other people,
2: most people. swear I love by it, the so. Mars bar. I yeah. gotta say, and
1: um... that's
3: because you can pee standing up.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> seriously, hey, don't you, don't, you don't like- knock
2: it till you trying it.
4: <laughs> I've tried it, and I will mock it. Erin
2: can write her name in the snow. Um, Any place I, that gets
1: shut down by a fruit fly infestation, you just gotta wonder, like what? Like
4: they're pretty. They're, they're
3: pretty hardcore on fruit, fruit fly infestations. Lately, so you can yeah, get, yeah, you can get shut down pretty easily. But Mars bars, they should have been shut down for like. Burpee, <laughs> yeah. on that is the, the least of like, right. a fruit fly would be just a little protein in your. Drink. But the
2: chance of getting into a fight in there was probably like one in three, which is a fantastic ratio. Yeah, yeah.
3: If you're the fighting type, um, I loved Rosie's essay in there about the bar and the bars in Belfast.
2: Yeah, I think that the, the cool thing about the book is
1: that it, you know, it's not just about the bars themselves. It's sort of about where people were in their lives, sort of what you know transitional periods. You know, Rosie, in her case, she was you know studying or traveling abroad, doing some research for a, a story she was writing. So. I think it, it sort of is all-encompassing. It's, it's sort of like a travelogue as much as it is an
2: ode to, to drinking.
3: Yeah, it's nice that it wasn't just New York. So how many the, how
2: many of the New York bars have you been to, Judy?
3: Oh, I think I've been to all of
2: them. I think I've been to all of them as well. And I was really proud. I scored 100. It's like one of those BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> really? It's like, how drunk are you? It's like, congratulations. <laughs> share your dipsomania with your friends.
3: <laughs> I've never been to Ma- – I was never at Malachi McCourt's bar.
2: Yeah, it's kind of
1: – I'm kind of fascinated. i trying to do some research on it. It's like even going back through the New York Times archives and it's like – like you know, next to the Barbizon, you know, women's. Uh, I mean, hotel, it hasn't and... been a
3: women's hotel since I don't know, the eighties maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and my grandfather came to, came from Ireland and opened a bar, and he had the separate entrance for women, the separate back room, so they wouldn't soil their reputations. I mean, that ended pretty early, and my parents met at the bar because my uncle used my father was a bartender there. Oh wow! And um. My uncle used to, my mother's uncle used to go in there and he thought that Jack would make a fine husband for his <laughs> niece, friend, <laughs> which is so Irish. Who's gonna fix you up with a bartender? But you know.
4: Why why fifty three? Is that like the magic number? Is it symbolic yeah. or something? I just
1: kept I kept every I kept getting pitches and I just wanted to keep including as many as possible. And and also I've been told that if you have an odd number in the book title, it sells better. Eighty-six, to a nod, yeah, <laughs> eighty-six. No, no, that's it. So he sounds like at like 53, 51. If it was fifty, it doesn't. It Have you doesn't ever work. been eighty-six to a bar, McGuire?
2: Really?
3: Uh-uh. I mean, I'm you know if yeah. they, back in hard, your back in your
2: punk rock youth.
3: It's hard for a woman to be eighty-six.
2: Um, I definitely got tossed out of um the I guess it was the village idiot or was it downtown Beirut when it was on. 10th Street over there because Peter Landau and I played um, the Flippers song Brainwash over and over again <laughs> on the jukebox I just get plenty money playing it and finally it was like you get the fuck out
3: <laughs> most jukeboxes do have a skip button though for the bartender like they used to do that at the yeah, Brooklyn yeah. Alehouse whenever anyone would play Sweet Child of Mine which is like 15 <laughs> times a night speaking of Guns and Roses you
2: got a Guns and Roses member in yeah, here who also says well I don't drink that
1: much yeah. anymore <laughs> well that was a cool thing they, 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 some of the more uh, unexpected essays like him and Andrew W.K., you know, you expect these rock stars, Craig Finn, you know, to write about – in Craig Finn's case, he did – but to write about these sort of debaucherous, you know, uh, rock star, iconic, you know, lecherous bars, and Duff wrote about a bar in Seattle because of its chili.
3: Right. And Andrew (laughs) W.K., who contributed to my last book, too. Awesome. love him. Yeah. Um,
2: And one of the finer bumpers on the Heritage Radio
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
3: Well, the
4: best bumper, I have to say.
2: Yeah. That that one works for us, Aaron. Fairbanks. (laughs) Liz, can
4: we cue up the Andrew W.K. bumper for the break, please? (laughs) No, but he I i
3: haven't been to the bar he mentioned, which is, just sounds like some weird...
2: It's just a
1: random no, Irish ra- pub in Midtown. I
3: got yeah. to tell
2: you, I was a big fan of those Midtown bars. and yeah. The Blarney Bar is on 32nd Street and 33rd yeah. Street and over there um, by Madison Square Garden. And, um, I mean, it was it Smith's that just closed over on 8th Avenue. Yeah. And the places that had big steam plates of corned beef. Mm-hmm. Um, and back in the day when I was working for the wrestling magazine at the Empire State Building... Um, where you'd have lunch because we're six dollars you just get this you know, crazy amount of like corned beef and potatoes yeah. and whatever you know your sandwich from these steam plates and sort of just drink there with uh, an older crowd <laughs> well the crazy <laughs> um, thing is like the, the Blarney Stone that was real New York yeah family. the Blarney Stone
1: that uh, Dan Fonte writes about that, which I didn't realize there was some research of there was like that was a chain of bars yeah.
2: so there's like 30 odd Blarney mm-hmm. Stones at one time but there was like, also the Blarney Rock the Blarney right. Cove which I believe is uh, it's mentioned in the forward anyway the Blarney Cove yeah. which was, on, was 14th on 14th Street which yeah. would stay open until you know you get locked in at you know 401 yeah. you'd get locked in and good luck getting out until the yeah. sun came up
1: there's a lot of interesting traditions in new york bars that i think of the rest of the country or the world like doesn't do like the lock-in that like doesn't... nobody re- everybody i've talked to that doesn't live in new york they're like what
3: it happens in london too. it does okay
2: uh-huh. it's not my lifestyle anymore
1: I, I, yeah. it's like enjoying... a That's because you're
3: up at like 7am doing yoga (laughs) Namaste Namaste. Well you know I've been
2: locked into so many bars It's at 4 o'clock is closing time Which is a civilized closing time Unlike London when they close up when At like 11pm or something Completely medieval Um, At 4-1 the doors get locked And it turns into a private party I mean the bar is open but it's not open And for those who are in the know that's your after-hours club. Yeah. The
3: scariest lock-in I ever heard about was at Cokie's. Oh, um, <laughs> which is you do not, not a want surprise. to be locked in there. No, no. a cabbie got shot out front. You know, it was a robbery, and my friend who was a, who was a doctor, he was doing his internship at the time. He got locked in until about ten o'clock the next morning, and he quit doing coke because of it because it was just like <laughs> he's like I could ruin my entire career if, if the cops came in, yeah. but like Cokie's would lock down like oh whoosh. yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, That I th- was a
3: favorite of mine for a while.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of the lock-in, too, yeah. back in the day. Hey, while we're talking about uh, all those uh, booze is making me thirsty, Zach, you got another beer for us to taste? Yeah. What are you going to follow up the Messiah with?
5: Yeah, so the Messiah is our brown ale, <laughs> and uh, we figure appropriate for the holidays. And so the next one is Hot Mana, which is our single IPA. It's just really nice West Coast, super grapefruit citrus,
2: and uh, drink up.
5: All oh, right. we
3: have little beer shot glasses. Oh, oh, we oh
2: we have a caller. Liz says we have a caller.
3: We have a caller. We have a
2: caller. <laughs> we have a phone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a phone.
6: <laughs> hey, who, who's this? <laughs> uh, I heard someone somewhere say the words "Downtown Beirut." Oh, it's our old friend so Mike I have McPadden. Calling right away. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mike yes, McPadden, it's heavy metal movies author and Downtown Beirut survivor. Mike <laughs> McPadden. Hey, <laughs> hey, Mike.
2: So yeah, you were uh, habituant of the Downtown Beirut.
6: Yeah, yeah, and and I never got 86 from there. I did get 86 from the Full Moon Saloon. Oh. Where was uh, the Full
3: Moon Saloon? Yeah. Oh, man.
6: What? That was on 8th Avenue and 46th Street. Oh. And yeah. what was great there was that they essentially had cocaine on tap. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'd wander over there from my exploits on 42nd Street. Get, you know, my my supplies for the evening and then make it down to downtown Beirut.
2: And the Full Moon Saloon, which uh, was run by our friend Ernie, um, yeah. also ran the um, the Holland Bar. Oh, nice. Which which was a well, classic dive bar and another uh, oh,
6: yeah, yeah, uh, drug yeah.
2: den. He was the guy that told me, um, TVs and bars should only be tuned to sports of the President of the United States because <laughs> it's the only things that sell drinks. <laughs> and one day he came in during the day and caught them watching like one day of our lives, the regulars, and he ripped the TV out of the wall and threw it on think. the street. <laughs>
6: Wow. I would do the same. Not easy to get
3: thrown out of the full moon, my friend. <laughs> so, Mike, what, what bars uh, do you miss?
6: I'm sorry, say that again?
3: Are there any bars that you miss, having moved out to uh, You know, I
6: kind of bellied up to downtown Beirut when I was like 19 years old and stayed there. Uh, the Dugout <laughs> was another oh, yeah. favorite.
2: My, my all-time favorite bar, in fact.
6: Um. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of it. It was dugout, Beirut, full, and then when I became a drug addict, the Full Moon Saloon, and then back to the dugout and back to the uh, Beirut.
3: We should point out that author Mike McPadden is not a drug addict any longer.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is why he so. I quit it all, but so I, I, and I certainly f- do miss it, yeah.
3: You miss it.
2: <laughs> so sobriety, is it all that's cracked up to be, Mike?
6: Uh, it's pretty good. I, I get to actually write books rather than just write shit and hand it to people, which is what I did <laughs> at uh, downtown Bay
2: yeah. Uh Before we go, let's still get a plug for your new book, your heavy metal movie book on Bazillion Points.
6: Yeah, that's, uh, and then uh, just recently signed and cashed a check for Going All the Way, uh, The Ultimate Guide to Teen Sex Comedies of the VHS Era. Awesome.
2: Nice. All right, can't Congratulations. Wait. from Bazillion Points. All right, so <laughs> you're getting it done. All right, Mike McPadden, everybody. Okay, the okay. oh, survivor of downtown Beirut, and man, that was that was a different time though in the '80s, drinking at those bars, and no kidding about the cocaine on top of the full moon. Saloon. that was something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's one of the essays uh, Alicia Chappelle writes
1: about downtown Beirut, which is really interesting. And I think that's the cool thing too, is like it is educational for a lot of people that like you know just moved to New York, they don't really connect that. Oh, that nail salon used to be this kick-ass dive bar, and. In-
2: well, have we seen the? I mean, is the death of the dive bar something we should be be talking about?
1: I don't think, as long as the turkey's nest is still around, I feel <laughs> like.
2: <laughs>
1: that one, I think that would be. There's a. There's sort of, There's a few places for me that it would. It would be sort of like the death knell, but you know.
3: He owns the building, so yeah. until he decides to yeah. cash out, like they're not going to get pushed out by yeah. rent. Yeah. And he has a son who works yeah. there, so yeah. it's like a multi generational. Yeah. Shit show over
2: there. And Milano's, which is in your book, my favorite dive bar, really totally. one of my all-time favorite bars, and I've gotten into trouble a couple of times <laughs> oh, over there. You know, it, it gets late real early at Milano's, it's yeah. nice to say. <laughs> I
1: think, I think oh, I'm think i less worried about the death of the dive bar as much as the death of the jukebox, which I think is interesting, is that, like... like with the digital, with iPod, and with everything. I mean, I did a, a jukebox bar crawl a couple weekends ago around the East Village, and there's still some places down there, like Tile Bar and a, a couple other places that still have, like, old, like, put the record on jukebox titles. Well,
2: Great Jones, one yeah. of the great jukebox oh, yeah, totally, City. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I, I miss that, too, and also, but it's also the the abundance of flat-screen TVs yeah. in New York. I wouldn't even eat in a fucking restaurant with a TV. Yeah. If I see a, a, a TV in a restaurant, I just turn around and walk the fuck out. Well, yeah.
4: there,
3: then you would not be able to eat in Hoboken because there, <laughs> there is not one restaurant or a bar without I'm also
4: confused. I mean, was it a gas station the other day that had a TV in the gas pump? So like Whoa. at no moment would you Thanks. need be disconnected.
2: <laughs> yeah. Whoa.
4: That was
3: like the, the gas stations on the Autobahn selling booze. Like, <laughs> well, yeah Alright, well that's I can something. get behind that
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Zach, I'm digging the, uh, the your um, hot manna The manna Thanks. IPA here Actually, I'm not kind of a big IPA fan these days I feel like I've been IPA'd to death yeah. Over the last 10, 15 years yeah. But um, th- this is um, this is a beer that's confident Without being obnoxious
5: I appreciate that It's we fruity modeled it after, oh, I was going to say we modeled it after me but...
2: <laughs> 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 Wow, Zach, you but, taste good Thank
5: you yeah that's been a really great one for us and Especially this time of the season, I mean, everybody's into the IPAs. But I actually, that the brown ale we drank first is like one of my all-time favorites. Well, I feel like we're moving from breakfast to lunch. We are, and soon we'll be drinking some Hanukkah beer, which is even a little bit more malty and hoppy and everything. Eight and, malt, and, and,
2: eight and, and, and Aaron Fairbanks, executive director of HRN, is nodding her head yes.
4: I'm nodding my head yes because I am a Hanukkah supporter. I mean, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to know how, <laughs> Hanukkah in a glass. Uh, take us there. Take us on the journey. What's it <laughs> mean? Yeah, <no. laughs>
5: So, the the company is called Schmaltz Brewing Company, and our brand has been Hebrew, which we started in 1996, and we're the we call ourselves the only extreme Jewish brewery in the country. <laughs> All of the beers are certified kosher, and you know we're trying to make amazing beer, but also kind of injecting into it some of the Jewish culture and tradition. So, actually, 18 years in. We had never made a Hanukkah beer before. And you go to any store and you'll see a million Christmas beers, elf beers, Santa beers. And we're like, it's time for the Jews to have a Hanukkah ha- beer. Hanukkah really gets, so. it.
3: it's a sad little, in my, in my, in my, in my <laughs> lobby, they yeah. really get shunted off into a corner. There's, you know, a huge the shtetl. and snowman. It's called the Shtetl. Yeah, well. yeah, okay, In the Shtetl. They've got a little box with, you know, some Hanukkah wrapping paper and a plug-in menorah.
6: And a dreidel. We and don't even it. have a dreidel. We don't even get
5: a dreidel. No. Yeah, so Maybe we I'll figured we one up. We're two percent of the two percent of the population. We only want two percent of the beer market. <laughs> and uh, this beer is actually brewed with eight malts, eight hops, and eight percent alcohol content. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two percent of the yep. population, and most of them don't even drink. Uh, that is not
5: well. <laughs> but those who
0: do drink heavily. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, tell you what, let's take a break. But before we go, uh, we have a message from our corporate master, Aaron Fairbanks. Here, let's not forget it is uh, the season of giving.
4: It is the season of giving, and of course, Mike and Judy come on every week to give you guys more and more great content along with all their guests. And want to give a shout-out for the station. We are member-supported. So if you like the show, if you believe in what we're doing, the best way to show that is by becoming a supporter. You can visit our website, www.heritageradionetwork.org. Click the donate tab, become a member, and we'll send you a lovely gift like a A, pizza bag or a tchotchka or or a thing (laughs) or a thing. Um, You know, maybe a lovely uh, can opener to open some of your Hebrew Hanukkah beer. Get it while it's hot. Get it it while we're still in Hanukkah, I guess.
2: Hanukkah's got eight days of Hanukkah, so you You can donate eight times. Eight times. Well, thanks, Aaron. (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to hear some uh, drinking music, and we'll be back with uh, arts and seizures.
4: listening to Alco Hollywood by the Ranch Hands.
1: My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very 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 proud sponsor of the heritage radio network we're also super awesome thank you heritage
3: first that wasn't andrew wk <laughs> uh, i believe that was the first that was the
2: first bumper from satan <laughs> Merry Christmas
3: We love babies
2: And you love Christmas We got the show Arjun Caesar today In full effect There was more beer And more pizza In this room today Than I can ever remember And the awkward date table Oh yeah Something's uh, happening Oh she's telling him, Let's let's be friends Oh, I don't she, think so He looks too happy I'm gonna take a picture of that uh, I, no, think, he, I
3: think he's getting late again This afternoon mm-hmm. I think he, Somehow I he turned it around That is not there a blow
2: He doesn't look like A closer to me uh huh. What's the next on the beer, Zach?
5: Your beard is so cute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's What's the next
5: beer we got? So the next beer that Sorry, next beer I'm going to pour for you guys is the Hanukkah beer. Oh right, the so Hanukkah this is, beer. Like I said, this is the newest seasonal.
2: Does it come with a song? A Hanukkah beer song.
5: Every Hanukkah beer. Judy, comes
2: would you sing song. for us?
3: Hanukkah, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. <laughs> Let's Hanukkah,
1: have a party. Come. We'll all pass the Torah. Okay. Gather around the table. We'll give you a t- we're this we're is about a half the
2: Hanukkah <laughs> I learned that song in third grade. I still remember it. <laughs> in, in Ohio,
3: mm-hmm. wow,
2: mm-hmm. a progressive uh, community you totally. must have grown up in. So this it's is the the public school beer. beer. This is
5: the Hanukkah beer. Eight malts, eight hops, eight percent to it's celebrate. Still gentile
3: wow. friendly. Correct? Gentile <laughs>
5: approved, actually, <laughs> yeah. but certified kosher and uh, just a really almost like a winter warmer style. So kind of roasty and spicy with some some nice hop character mm, to it.
2: Also very nice. Yeah, thank I mean, you. I gotta say, we're, we're, we're this is a nice. Uh, trip you're taking us across thank um... you
5: thank you yeah Can and I actually what all the
3: Hanukkah absolutely there? what
5: you can't see behind us is <laughs> our uh our craft beer menorah, which is sitting right behind Judy, so we got this. We got It's this, on
3: Instagram. Schmaltz it is on Instagram. Brewing. Is no, brewing. Yeah, just Schmaltz Brewing.
5: menorah made of beer. So basically, it's our gift pack comes with all of our limited release beers. Dreams and, uh, can come true. Eight beers, Hanukkah <laughs> candles, glassware, and uh, well, we have an online competition where people build their mon- craft beer menorah and submit it to Facebook. <laughs> and uh,
3: oh, so you can actually buy this.
5: So this is in the competition. I don't think it's a winner yet, but oh, okay. if you, you guys could probably play. I was going to
2: build a Christmas tree out of bourbon. You could submit it to our beer <laughs> menorah
3: competition. But you would not win, though. <laughs> you won't win.
2: Not this competition. No, no, no. Not this competition. So, uh, Sean, we were talking about this just before uh, the show. I was surprised all the nice categories you have here of bars that you broke it down um, to dive bars and some family bars and some food bars and some nostalgic things and upscale bars. But there was no section particularly on gay bars. Yeah, I tried to integrate all that stuff within. Uh, With and there's a there's a piece by
1: Mike Albo in the section called Romance uh, where he talks about the bar, which is like a very famous. That's psychology. like a Notorious. Yeah. It was like
3: the it was the law it was an institution. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's it's really fascinating to hear him talk about it. one of the my favorite parts of the essay is he talks about how there was no cell phones. Mm-hmm. And then so like people would just go there to meet initially at the beginning of the night. Yeah. And then sort of figure out what they were doing from there. <laughs> it was sort a, of like analog version yeah. of, of that popular app. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> yeah.
3: there was no grinder, there was, you know, a couple beers with guys Back and then corner. you'd go. Across the street to the Cock, or you know,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the East Village, um, and people talk about the West Village, but the East Village gay bar scene was, was pretty lively yeah. back when. And um, the, the Cock Bar—that was that was the one on 12th or 13th Street across the movie theater—is that right?
3: No, no, the Cock—that
2: was Dick's. Ah, see, I see how I could be confused.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dick's was probably the most depressing gay bar. I've ever <laughs> but the Cock was across. It's—I think the Cock is still there. Yeah, you can. Te- you'll see it by the neon Cock. I
2: was in uh, the Monster not too long ago, and man, what a. Great Great bar that is. Um, you know, uh, come on, Judy, sing along. There's a piano. You love to sing along.
3: I like Marie's Crisis for my piano. Oh,
2: always. yeah. Well,
1: here. So here's the question. This is a book. Come here often. Writers on their favorite bar. What is your favorite bar at the moment? At the moment, where do you go?
3: <clears throat> at, the, at the moment, okay. So me and my friend were supposed to meet at Ralph's the other night for a Christmas drink because it's super festive on 3rd Avenue. You, ha- you need a reservation to get in what? there. Yeah, yeah, it's at, not a bar. At 4:30, you n- needed a reserve. If you look in, in the window, you'll see like it's crazy. So we went to this place Molly's, right? Right next door on, on 3rd Avenue between 22nd and 20th. One of my
2: favorite bars, in my old neighborhood Sa- Molly's, yeah, fantastic a best place. Best daytime sawdust. bar awesome. in the winter, best winter daytime bar without a doubt, Molly's. Yeah,
3: so we went there, we had a beer, we had, you know, a burger and um you know, now that I'm of a certain age, I enjoy some food, <laughs> a little a little nosh for Hanukkah. Um, With my beverage, so I would have to say Molly. Are you older than Duff McKagan? I think we're probably the same age. We used to write for the same paper.
5: His brother was my band teacher in middle school. Oh, you're young. Mr. McKagan, <laughs> yeah. Are you from
3: Seattle?
2: No, I'm from California. Oh, okay. Uh, I love Molly's, and it's a tough question, favorite bar, because I don't really, I'm in search of a, a locale, a regular locale. Well, you just
3: moved, I just moved, so, uh, well, I mean, for a while, my favorite bar was Sweetwater in Williamsburg. Sweetwater yeah. was great. That. That, that, was, various,
2: that was the original, right,
1: in that
3: neighborhood. That was sort of what. of sure, the Sure, Sure,
2: through its various iterations. I remember when it was a hardcore punk bar, and mm-hmm. now it's sort of what Gastropub you all yeah. cleaned up. Yeah, and I mean, but, that,
3: that was, I liked it when it was a punk bar. Like, yeah, I, right. I like the restaurant, too. It's nice, but. But i didn 't go there to
2: drink well, I like a good punk rock bar. I mean the world needs world class punk rock bars, yeah, and you know all the years that we were traveling with my bands and whatnot, I mean every town seemed to have one absolutely first rate dive bar that you know was well um, you know well stocked with you know, with a jukebox and, and purple hair and whatnot, yeah. but it just seemed that the party never ended, and i don 't know if that's happening or not maybe Manitoba's a little bit is like that um. Otto certainly has its charm. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's kind of a dying thing. And of course, I'm superannuating myself out of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, are
3: you, what are you guys thinking? Like, you're, you're, you're slightly younger than Mike and I. Where do you guys go?
1: I mean, well, I live like two blocks from the Turkey's Nest, and I play on the Williamsburg Softball League Turkey's Nest team. So okay. I have an affinity for, for the Nest. But um, I think that whole It's interesting How that whole area Has changed In a lot of ways K- I mean Kicked
3: me right out of it Is that what? You were you
1: are a Williamsburg girl 20 years and, yeah, baby yeah. So where are you at now
3: Jackson Heights Okay I'm making Queens cool Queens is like The number one <laughs> travel destination According to Yeah that's I'm right
2: Congratulations Thank
3: you I, I Cool follows me
2: <laughs> I, I always liked uh, The Greenpoint uh, And over there On um, Bedford uh, Avenue Rosemary's um, Which is classic yeah. You know Get Budweiser And a Styrofoam cup Oh totally cup. yeah I and, think the
1: Styrofoam cup Is another, another one that was Lost ours but she used day.
2: to always tell me, she says, don't worry, honey, the, the Budweiser is fresh. We change the keg every 15 minutes. And they, <laughs> they, <laughs>
3: and they, they clean much- the lines every 15 years. I used to have like, an <laughs> like, immediate headache from the beer there. What about you, Mr. Schmaltz? Where do they sell it? What bars?
5: So we're, you know, mostly we're selling in all of the, the places where you can get great craft beer. So, <clears throat> I mean, as we come into the holidays next week, we've got some events uh, at places like Barcade in Chelsea, Tap Room 307. Uh, Spite and Dival on the 21st.
3: Spite and is really good. Yeah,
5: really awesome. Great so, yard. Yeah, and um, I actually, I moved here from California just a little bit over a year ago, so I'm, I'm still like completely exploring the neighborhood, the area. I live in Brooklyn. I live over in Boreham Hill. So for me, places like Bar Great Harry. Bar Great uh, Harry is, in my,
2: is near where I live, Brooklyn and that's a nice, Inn, nice bar for sure. Uh, Brooklyn Inn is yeah, really and nice. very it, dog-friendly Bar Great Harry.
5: Yeah, it, it kind of, it seems to me, though, that no matter how often or to how many places I go, I all. Every single minute, there's a new place that I haven't tried, so I'm still feeling a little bit like out of the loop.
2: It's uh, you know, it's shifted, too, because I used to be... I do like dive bars.
5: I oh, Jimmy's will,
3: Corner. How did Joel, we forget uh, that? Right, one That's of the like, great
2: great bars in all of Midtown yeah. Manhattan, and, and like I said, like Andrew W.K. said in this book, I mean, Midtown is great yeah. for drinking, and you've got to know where to find those things, because you're always at some to-do that you don't really want to be, or a rock concert at Radio City, or Madison Square Garden, or what have you, and you need to find a place to drink, and knowing the bars in Midtown, I think, is essential to being a real New Yorker.
5: Yeah. One yeah. of the first bars I ever went to is Doc Holidays. <laughs>
3: Oh, God. <laughs> <that was> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was my introduction to New York. And, and you I, kept drinking after that. And it's then. like,
5: for me, I don't have much, like, nostalgic history of New York, but that's one of these places where I'm like, oh, that was the only bar in the entire state. That but that's the thing. It's
1: like, I think a lot of people, too, like, there are, like, some bar snobs. Yeah. And, like, my initial reaction, like, oh, sorry, but, like, like, fuck it. Like, that's... That's your spot I Like think you had I a great a, time Like so be it I think I got a
2: pitcher Of Jack and Coke For $13 <laughs> Or you something know, was, Is it um, Your introduction to the book Sean we are talking About the Howard Johnson's Bar yeah. oh, oh that oh, was where Which was one of the Great places to drink so cool. And the sign in the window Talking about a picture Of Jack and Coke It said A carafe of martinis Why not <laughs> <laughs> That's the sign said. <laughs> I
6: can Indeed. think of Plenty yeah. of reasons Why yeah.
2: not <laughs> I mean I still see That that orange neon glow Is like emblazoned In the corneas Of my eyes it Well that was like
1: That,
6: that orange glow Was one
3: really the last yeah.
2: Last gap of Times Square yeah. culture for sure.
3: Well, Jimmy's a sort of Times Square. Uh, Jimmy's but-
2: Jimmy's counts as Times Square, absolutely. I, I count that as. the but extended that's it. Times I mean, Square area. Um,
3: not to get on our nostalgia trip. No, <laughs> no, not
2: necessarily.
1: Well, there's. But- I think. I think like, and I was listening to, to Rosie's podcast that she did with you guys, and I know she mentioned like, you know, that's the like New York just changes. That's just the ephemeral nature of New York. And part of me is yes, but another part of
2: me is like no. You know, like there has Stop to be somebody it. that speaks like- out and says. This is part of what makes the fabric of the place. Well, we've talked about it so often on the show about like the change and change for change's sake, and people were just against it. You know, they want the city not to change, and that's never going to be the case. No. And you know, when people up in arms about Taylor Swift coming in and you know planting her flag yeah. and the terra firma here, but celebrities have been you know claiming right. New York City as their own. They've been carpet bagging since there yeah. was New York, since there was celebrities. Totally. So it's just the way things are. The nostalgia. But still, I feel
3: telephone bar should have never closed. <laughs>
2: I, won, I won the how many jelly beans in a jelly in a jar (laughs) contest on Easter Sunday there and we're like yeah how about that? What was the price? How do you like me now? Uh, <laughs> it was like, a jar it was like of jelly beans. You was, got the. It was, <laughs> it was dinner. Um, well, later I'll tell you the whole story because it was a real like Inspector Brown kind of saga. How I solved the problem <laughs> using my Rain Man technique. You was, I was. She it. then she called me up. She says, "What the fuck? You got to to to, to the jelly beans? What? Well, it helps to know how many ounces are in a pint. And okay. and oh my, and my and god. god! You <laughs> hustled. You <laughs> hustled them. Hey, you know, there's no rule against doing <laughs> math in my head. Yeah, you're
1: like the you're like the card counter of jelly beans. You could go. To make this a habit.
2: Yeah, you know, they close soon after. Yeah. You shut them down. <laughs> um, well, hell's bells, Judy McGuire.
3: My second to last show. One is more show. Over. One more show. Please
2: reconsider. Say it ain't so. <laughs> say it ain't so Jackson Heights Be- is a hump <laughs> people out there in radio land please give to the Heritage Radio Network save Judy McGuire
3: let How her much- get dessert in addition to her salad ring.
2: <laughs> listen I thought when we got the toppings on the pizza the deal was done who
3: negotiated for toppings it was
2: unbelievable unbelievable well it is nonetheless the fastest half hour on the internet today so uh, let's celebrate Sean Manning's book come here often one more time Sean where can we get your book are you doing any gigs Uh or appearances or just find you at the bar
1: it. I mean, I'm. I'm. i This is the the grand tour.
3: You really don't need Colbert. You Hell don't need anything no. else. He
1: this doesn't is, give you pizza either, my friend. No, he does not. This is green room and studio all in the same thing. <laughs> this is fantastic. And Zach from the Schmaltz Brewing Company. He
5: brew. Yeah, come check us out. We've got events uh, all week long for Hanukkah. We'll be at the Brooklyn Brewery tomorrow on Monday. Barcade Chelsea Tuesday. Tap Room Three Hundred Seven Wednesday. Craftsman Ale House up in Harrison on Friday. And then Spite and Dival on Sunday.
3: What's your website?
5: Schmaltzbrewing.com, Twitter, Instagram. I think we got a Pinterest now.
3: Oh wow. Oh, and, uh, I'm a Pinterest. I like the craft. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Make your own craft beer menorah. Alright, then for uh, Judy McGuire and Liz in the booth is Mike Edison Arts and Seizure. We're going out with something I recorded just for you. Woo. So the following good. is a holiday message from Mike Edison in the Space Liberation Army. <laughs>